Hey Dave, how are you? I'm all good. All good, yeah. I'm sorry, just give me one second. For whatever reason, I was synced to Bluetooth on um my You can't hear me at all? Can you hear me now? Really, you can't hear me at all. Hang on. Oh jeez. Can you hear me now? I mean if I move it closer or something? Okay. Okay. How are you coach? How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm all well. You're hanging in there. I see. <laughs> Everybody's doing that. Yep. But I see that you're growing your hair now. Yeah. Um I I cut it myself actually twice. <laughs> one successfully, one unsuccessfully, but yeah, I I don't really want to go get my hair cut. I'm having quite a lot of fun just cutting it at home, so I've just you constantly You did a better job than me. <laughs> you can pull off short hair really well though. I can't pull off short hair like that. My ears are too big for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do my intro. Welcome back ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I messed up my intro. I haven't done this podcast in a cup in a couple of weeks, so I'm rusty. Welcome back ladies and gentlemen to another episode of the number one podcast in a 3 km radius from my current location. It's the P word. Today I'm joined with my coach uh Saurabh sir, Mr. Saurabh. Uh call him however you want. And yeah, I just want to jump right into it. What is wrong with Indian football right now? Oh my god. Oh. There's so many aspects to it. Uh I don't know where to begin with, but I think the most important one, the most important factor I would say is um the coach educating system. So the people that are up there um they either need to improve themselves or uh there has to be a drastic change in the people who are coaching the coaches mm. and there's no continuity of leadership or mentorship to these coaches so right. they do a course they come back you know execute what they learned but there's no creativity there's not a lot of creativity but things are changing slowly uh, right. there are a few coaches who are doing really well who understand the idea of coaching Mm-hmm. Um, and and they've been doing quite well, but for the people you know who are still in the other percentile, I think they need to be monitored well. Mm. So, I think what you're trying to say is that it's starting from the top. The problem, it's not, or is it? Are you saying it's starting from the top, or it's just all around the system needs to change? I think all around the system needs to change, mm. not just at the top level. um uh, i think coaches themselves are responsible in a way mhm because um, you know they should be they should be taking in the lessons and understanding the greater meaning of coaching right and they should be taking the responsibility of educating themselves as much as they can mm. instead of just following the books yeah. but having said that 
there there always has to be you know a mentor or there has to be somebody taking care of them right so it's just like coaching players coaches need to be coached too yeah you're i think absolutely right in that i mean because even for you for example the the amount of coaching that you've gotten as a coach on how to coach has been mostly you've educated yourself it hasn't been from a from a system from a broad um there haven't been too many conferences too many too many events really to educate coaches on how to coach and right. a lot of the time you see that in 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 a lot of football academies in india is that a certain type of coach can only s- deal with a certain type of uh, player i mean they there's no there's no adapting to the players requirements in a lot of coaches in india and i think that's one of the main problems because i used to have a coach that would be um this was in bangalore he was very strict i mean like uh, if you messed up you'd get the the least that would happen would you'd you'd get yelled at but um and some people like like me i would like to try and challenge him as much as possible of course it got too much for me as well sometimes but um we we've got questions coming in oh yeah i should probably do this sorry just one second Okay, we can text your girlfriends later. No, I'm pinning a comment for people to see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there was no, there was no adapting to what if a, what if one player crumbled under that pressure and couldn't perform well enough. You know that coach is going right. to keep going at him for not being able to play, but his environment where he can shine is not like that. He needs to be reinforced positively constantly, and he needs to be encouraged constantly. So. Absolutely. I've seen so much of that and it's really sad. Uh yeah. because it also moves on to other aspects of the player's life. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it does it does take a toll on their personal life too. Yeah, my god. My sink fell. Uh sorry, we have a question. Hi sir, what are the off-season expectations of a player? Um Off-season expectations of the players are very simple. Um, the ideas or the ideas of off-season are to get yourself enough rest, um, eat healthy, but not too much. Don't put on weight like Wayne Rooney used to do mm-hmm. when he was in Manchester United. Every off-season he was off. He came back putting on weight, and then he had to work hard again in pre-season and in the initial in the initial parts of the season. So stay fit, eat healthy food. Don't don't intoxicate yourself. Yeah. And yeah, just just keep playing football whenever you when you whenever you do get time. And uh speaking of, you know, the the whole mindset of a, of a footballer in the game. Mm-hmm. Um how do you as a coach try and how do you analyze what's happening in the player's head while the game is happening 
I'm not talking about training. I'm I'm saying like in a game situation. Interesting question. Can you can you be more specific? I mean, for example, um, I've I've gotten the ball, and your thought is for me to shoot because you can see the bigger picture and you can see that there's a shot open, but I'm thinking to pass to one of my teammates, you know, and I keep doing that over and over and over again. How do you, what what can you make of that as a coach and what is um. What does the coach really do in that kind of situation? Um, it's a very subjective question, but let me let me put it like this. Um, I think the whole point of a coach, or a whole the whole idea of having a coach with you, is to identify the mistakes that a player does right. as soon as you can. Sometimes, us coaches take time to to identify. What's going wrong? Where is it going wrong? So identify it as soon as you can, and ask the player questions about what else can you do apart from that. Mm. So instead of giving them answers, you're actually putting the players in a position where they would have to think and come up with solutions themselves. Right. So it's then. you understand that okay the player could react like this or the player could react like that mm. right and and usually most of the times the player does react in a good way right so they come up with solutions and to think of many ideas or many different things that they could have done in that particular scenario so i think yeah it's a it's a step it's a it's a step wise process it's also like a cycle right to do a mistake you step in you ask them the question they think about it they try to execute it they fail again then we step in again we ask the question they think and they execute and what do you uh, how do you identify like some some players just don't know what to do in that kind of situation where they may not be able to think of an example um how do you identify what type of coaching that player needs in that situation i mean so so what happens is different uh, everybody has their own way of learning the game so there are usually three types of learners people who learn from audios so auditory learners visual learners mm. and then they're kinesthetic learners i myself i am a kinesthetic learner because I learn better when I experience it. Right. Right. So everybody has their own way of learning. Hmm. I could I could read something in a book and understand it better, but not go and experience it and understand it better. Right. So different players have different different uh, ways of understanding the information that is being passed on to them. So if the if the player does not Uh, understand what to do next then he probably needs a different form of uh, information or a different way of being informed right so that's why we have these uh, coaching boards where we draw and show them what needs to be done hmm. and what not and sometimes we have video clips of players doing something and then yeah. you know you show them exactly what you want 
If not, if the, if, if the player is a kinesthetic learner, then you probably make them go through it. Right. And they will understand it better themselves. And I, I still think there needs to be more of that in Indian football and Indian coaches in in particular because it's just it's 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 getting close but it's still not there you know you can tell um yeah i mean every experience that i've had with the foreign coach they they're so much quicker as well in adapting to what the player needs i mean they know how to pick out a player and say you uh show me what this is or you what would i do in this sense so it the the identification process of what kind of um coaching the player needs is so much quicker and i th- i think that's why that the grassroots is better in those country in a lot of countries because the coaching is better and more adaptive right how would you say um sorry why don't you think india is creating more talent i mean we have a lot of good footballers in our country we very 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 rich in talent in that sense but we just can't seem to do anything to take it to the next level so the thing is we are creating talent there is talent in the country but the problem is there is no proper nurturing of this talent mm. people still uh people still are in this mindset or idea they still follow the stigma that grassroots is the most important part of football at least that's what is trending these days but it's not just the most important part there are other levels to it you get the grassroots right other levels right too right it's not just grassroots so the proper right. nurturing has to happen right from beginning right and did i lose you there No no you didn't my phone keeps falling so I'm trying to make sure it does not uh, but yeah i mean uh for me personally i think also i think the reason we may not be creating as much talent is because football is meant to be played 11 a side but we don't have too many 11 a side games i i mean i struggle still because I mean I play in Bangkok and we play all our games are basically 11 a side games and um man it's it's so much more difficult it my first three games or something that's it was so mentally challenging for me Sorry we're going to say something Yep I think Yeah so the 11 a side is the actual beast here 6 a side 7 a side will help you build your performance for 11 11 So these are like tools to become better at 11-11, but they're not going to help you if you continue right. playing in these small pitches. Yeah. So that's a fair point. And yeah, I mean these guys, I mean that I that I play with, they've probably got at least a hundred, a hundred and fifty eleven aside games more than I have, you know, and that's a that's whole lot of experience for especially at my age. That's that's a uh me being 16 i can't make up for that now that's too late right. so the the problem with us is that the second we get put on to a bigger field we're completely out of our element i'm sure if we were to play six aside football versus other countries we'd fare off much better than playing 11 aside football with 
um internationally yeah, and nationally that's what they used to yeah i mean it's just i don't know why the culture hasn't come yet but actually yeah why do you think that culture is not here yet again you know there are too many factors involved so people who have opened up turfs here you know they want to make money and people who want to play football leisurely they go to these places and play football um i think also the level of interest in this country majority of it you know it's changing now but majority of it majority of majority of it is still uh still inclined towards cricket mm the story the slowly coming out of the cocoon now right so it's going to take some time i think when people truly understand what the game is about they will start making better decisions overall right business management you know the game coaches players everything will change but then we're talking about things at least 10 years down the line or 15 mm i mean I, one of my questions was going to be where is india going to be in 5 years time and mm-hmm. do you see because of uh leagues like the isl you know isl has recruited some big names before i mean nicholas anelka uh, so many big names actually that have played for the isl but i feel like that Sadly, they haven't yeah. rubbed off on too many players. Their influence. Yeah, because they're old. They're they're getting, you know, some of them are playing beyond their retirement age, which right. they shouldn't. And all this is happening because of TRTs to get attraction, to get people hooked. Think about it. Mar- Marco Materazzi retired way back. He came to Chennai, played, became their coach. I don't see a need. to i don't see a need for any of these players to come here and play football right after retiring from professional football so this is almost like you know practice matches for them or just leisure games for them mm. so i think this is another thing that has to change if you want to recruit players recruit good players even if doesn't matter where are they from recruit good players right and my problem with isl is this league happens for only 3 months and now the last season it was for 6 months but compared to the other leagues that happen around the world those leagues go on for almost a year 10 months 11 months straight mm. so they get to they get to play more football games more practice sessions so they're always yeah. they're constantly in the game Right. most of the time they're playing football that's the most important thing about the sport right you play as much as you can yeah you're absolutely right in that the more you play the more the quality will increase and the better the game yeah. will will turn out i mean we went to a couple of games ourselves last season and oh my god it was not too pleasant to watch I mean yeah. there's promise though I mean I was at the first I I went to one game first year of the Do ISL Don't give yourself that hope Dave I'm really sorry do not give yourself that hope there is no promise this <laughs> Oh my god People at the top chance no promise Yeah the whole system has to change no, 
you're, you're right for sure. I mean, even the coaches that they're recruiting out, they're old coaches that are that play old styles of football. You know, they play outdated styles with the long ball and then we see how that goes. It's a 50-50. But when that second ball comes down, we need to win that second ball kind of tactic, you know. And it's just not, it's never going to work. I remember we were, um, Hyderabad FC was losing. We were some, we were one nil down or something. Ten minutes to go and all we kept doing from goal kicks was kicking it long kicking it long kicking it long Straight like 10 goal kicks and it was so frustrating to watch as a as a fan and yeah i mean if they want more audience they've got to play better football is what i think yep that's true i mean play better football the game is the answer to all your questions that's a good quote <laughs> the game is the answer yeah. uh it wouldn't be right to go through this episode without mentioning it, but um, Liverpool won the Premier League. Okay, time to disconnect. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Have you seen all the... Something happened. Have you seen all the memes with... Um, hang on, sorry. Have you seen all the memes with... Uh, in regards to how Chelsea plays when the Premier League is at stake? Yeah. There were pictures they of Leicester. They helped Leicester win the title. Yeah, and now Liverpool. My God. Yeah, it's, it's kind of sad they perform at the wrong time. Yeah, I mean, they can be a really good team. They are quite a good team, but yeah. Same with United at the moment. Just really good team, but we can never just never do anything with it. Yeah, let's see what happens next season. Yeah, but hopefully if, something if good happens next season. If there are any Liverpool fans watching here, uh, congratulations to you guys. You thoroughly deserved it. You played really well throughout the season. Great oh. respect for Jurgen Klopp. Oh yeah, no, 100%. I was going to ignore just, the whole thing. But just don't make DVDs, posters and shirts about you winning the league <laughs> and go on for 10 years from now and keep talking about this win. Okay? So move on. I think... If they start losing next season, it's going to happen. Like, it, if they don't start off really well next season, they're going to start doing that <laughs> with the 10 years. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I really hope they do. <laughs> oh my God. And what about from Justin? In um, Liverpool fans or people who's. <laughs> Of people who switched yeah. after they won. Also, someone said, why isn't this on Spotify? It's because we go live on Instagram and then we go on Spotify. I upload on Spotify after um, after doing the podcast. So it'll be on Spotify oh, by tomorrow, depending on how lazy yeah, I am. whatever David said. <laughs> I mean, have you, uh, just from like, in, just in Hyderabad, for example, the, the competition and the number of tournaments. Is there change needed in that? Massive, yeah. There has to be because most of the tournaments and leagues that happen here are just five aside, six aside. Right. So those kind of tournaments are ideal for players from under 10 or under 11. Right. But then 
what about players who are under 13, under 14, or under 16, under 17? Right. They need proper 11-11 games. And if they don't get that, they're never going to grow as footballers. Yeah. We used to train at Oro, which is uh, one of the... I, one of the few 11-a-side pitches in Hyderabad. And it was so strange because I trained there for a solid year. And, yeah. you know, obviously in one year, muscle memory would develop a whole lot, especially when you're training oh, there yes. twice a week or whatever. But, and then yeah. all of twice a sudden, a yeah. And then all of a sudden, uh, I had to switch back because we weren't training there anymore. And then I switched academies and now I was playing five-a-side football with a tiny goal. I lost all of that muscle memory. And when I moved to Bangkok and I w- had to shoot on a big goal, it was so weird for me because I just, I just, my technique was so off for a big goal in that my, my shot wouldn't be, uh, my contact with the ball wouldn't be where it was supposed to be. It was too early. And yeah. so that's also another thing that, you know, it's adapting to that also is another big, big problem that we face. Yeah, I think uh, that's a great point there. I think it also takes a toll on your mindset because you play on 11-11 pitch, you get used to that style, you get used to the touches, you get used mm. to the weight, or the weight of the passes. All of these factors take a toll on you. Once you step inside a 6v6 pitch, it's suddenly difficult for you because small area, you'll have to be really calculative and really precise with your touches and stuff. Right. You can't do that. Yeah, exactly. 11 I mean. 11, you do have certain some amount of freedom, but, you know, that game is different, 11 11. I think if you really would, if, if there are any players listening to our podcast here or the live session, let me tell you that 11 11 is the real game. Yeah. If you feel that you play really well in a 6v6 pitch, and you feel happy about yourself, let this be a wake-up call. 11-11 is always better than 66 pitches. A hundred, a hundred and ten percent. I mean, uh, from personal experience, but yeah, that whole transition of playing six aside, five aside, and then trying to switch over to 11 aside, it's so much harder than anybody could imagine it to be. I mean... Uh, you feel like a fish out of water when you when you make that transition, honestly. And yep. the problem is that on the international scale, they all have so much experience with it, you know? Yep. Like I said, they have 100, 150 games ahead of me. I mean, m- more than I've played. And that's expensive when you're trying to go pro. So I feel like unless we make that change of having 11-a-side football, that, that ca- our culture is just not going to change. And did you know uh, players from most of the European countries get at least one million touches by the time they reach age 12? Man, that's crazy. Yeah. One million. How many hours would that be? I mean, wow. One million touches. 
I mean, it just speaks to how much more experience they have. Yeah, and it also speaks volumes about why they're doing better. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. But I was watching, I think, a few international games in November, November, December-ish, uh, and the Indian national team was looking a lot better than it did previous years. But yeah. uh, come pressure situations, it still went back to that long ball thing. I, uh, there were guys trying to go one versus three when his whole team is trying and defending behind, and. you know stuff like that is just not going to fly it's not going to work and yep. it's also the reason people don't take it seriously anymore uh not mm. not anymore but reason people don't take it seriously period yeah i think uh, i think not uh, not entirely i think yeah i think players and coaches are not entirely responsible for this i think we should also understand that Indian football is going through a massive transition period now because a lot mm. of players are getting old. Um, they're close to their retirement age, so the next four or five years uh, will be crucial for us. Uh, crucial in the sense how we take the next steps, how we bring the youth players into the senior team. Right. The whole system is very important. years speaking of more changes and youth great segue into why i don't play nationally and you know for state district whatever it is i i get that question a lot uh and the main the reason is because i just didn't want to and, and going deeper into that it sounds arrogant and stuff but i went for district trials once um some place far away i don't remember where but uh we came we we got down from our school bus and we were walking and as we're walking we can see the the scouts at the scouts desk uh, and they're doing registrations and just behind the scouts desk is another guy getting paid 500 rupees by a coach and by the way these were all school coaches so you had to come from your school and your school based on your school you they would get two players in and mm-hmm. i can see school coaches paying 500 rupees to these scouts and their names are getting written and those guys are leaving because they've gotten in for 500 rupees you are able to get into the district or national team i mean where is our talent going to be i mean there's so many people that just won't want to play like that yeah and on top of that the grounds that they make you play on oh my god that those grounds are an, are an injury waiting for a time to happen yeah i think i think um, the part about you know bribing and politics it's still there it's still there i don't know about other districts other states but certainly is in our state i think right. that's the only reason that that's the only reason we're still you know behind other states if you look at maharashtra kerala calcutta delhi there are at least i can say a decade decade ahead of us hmm. look at maharashtra they have they have at least four or five leagues happening there hmm. there are divisions there and that's how seriously people take it there yeah 
And we have three leagues here that people barely know about. I've heard that even the leagues that happen here in um, Telangana and Andhra Pradesh are really corrupt. That even um, some, I don't know if this is um, true, but I've heard that even, rep- sorry? They're not corrupt. Okay. So at least that, Games at least are there are some yes. legit um, organizations yeah. here. Games are not. Games are not fixed for sure. No, 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 not yeah. the games. I'm talking about some teams, like internally corrupt. Like uh, to get into teams, there's still so much bribery. I've heard some reputable oh, teams okay. on there. For players to get into yeah, the yeah, teams, not not games said. being fixed. Okay, so that time, thankfully, we got that cleared out. So, so I, I'm not sure about that, but. But yeah, I think um, there is a huge, huge void that needs proper filling mm. with good attention and nurturing. Yeah, it is a challenge. What do you think needs to be changed? Forget the corruption part. Obviously, that shouldn't be there to begin with. But what do you think needs to change about just the general scouting criteria? Scouting criteria. In that better scouts. better educated scouts the whole structure of you know the whole structure itself has to change right i mean but but I emphasize on that better better educated scouts in in the sense of like as in as in oh his videos lagging okay this always happens on the episode of the p word um while he's reconnecting okay he's back never mind right sorry, sorry about that no problem no problem right so we were speaking about scouts and how and better education i mean i wanted you to kind of emphasize on what you meant by better education in scouts so at least in our country here um you will hear about a lot of coaches a lot of people working in the system uh you will hear about people choosing a career in refereeing and stuff but there are not many that you hear about scouts these guys are usually under the radar not under the radar not under the under the radar i'm sorry um some of the i i know some good scouts and they do really well they are really great uh identifiers of talent but there are not many scouts out there who can pick up talent from anywhere mm. so i think i think there has to be another structure introduced in the system right to educate coaches scouts yeah just people anybody who wants to you know there's still this players, find players right and there's still this mentality of um the bigger the player the better he's going to be and 
what do you mean bigger i mean in terms of height and build mm-hmm. um i mean i went to a lot of trials and i would not get in because i was so i was so small you know i was always the smallest player on the field and it happened to me at that very trial actually this one this one guy he he's he must be what 5 10 didn't touch the ball all game meanwhile i was playing probably like central midfield or something like that you know running everywhere trying to get in you know i've got to prove something for myself the guy that didn't touch the ball all game and in fact the only thing he did all game was try a back heel that failed miserably and he still got in just because he was tall you know he wasn't a great player nothing and are you are you talking about rue no okay so just making clear because i remember you both went for some trials together yeah uh those trials were completely different apparently they weren't even scouting under 14 at that time okay. which i would have been okay but yeah they don't there's so much uh and sometimes yeah you know uh, height can make up for skill for example if you're a center back and you can't do seven step overs in a row doesn't matter i mean if you can defend and you can get your ball to the head and other things like that you can play as a center back but i mean this guy was playing as a striker that couldn't do anything with the ball so it just made That's zero so sense to me well you can prove them wrong now because you've grown tall i have <laughs> <laughs> so if there are any coaches or scouts watching you dave is grown taller so yes i'm 5 foot 8 uh 5 foot 8 112 pounds <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, heights got nothing to do with you know how a player performs exactly and that needs to change so bad it really really does yeah i mean even when we went to goa when we went for that tournament a lot of the best players weren't the tallest players by any means in fact some of the mm-hmm. shorter stocky guys were really really good especially for like mm-hmm. uh some of yeah some of the golden teams some of them were and superb and especially especially our keeper wasim he was not the tallest yeah no he was But something else yeah yeah uh, at least on an average 15 saves in a game so yeah. that's what took us to the third place yeah. in that tournament no 100% i mean and he was two footed as well he would yeah. be able to three quarters of the pitch nearly he could get it with his weak foot and for sure one of the reasons we were able to clinch third place that that year but uh, i mean what uh, i'm trying to think of how to transition <laughs> uh take a time it's yeah i mean if you think about don't have to transit to you <laughs> Sorry, you're lagging a little bit, but just about heard what you said. So I said, so I said, you don't even have to worry about transition. You can just go away, shoot your. Yeah. Did you get that? Yeah, barely. But if you can put your mic up like you did earlier, I think that'll be great because. <laughs> Any... Is this better? Yes it is actually because before there was quite a bit of grid and it will be hard to edit that out because I'm not very Slugging good at editing. In our 
Yeah. Oh. I think that's the one problem with this Instagram format is that um internet's unpredictable constantly. And now we wait. Okay, unfortunately, uh, his Wi-Fi <laughs> disconnected him. So while viewers, while you guys and listeners, if you're watching this on Spotify, while you guys wait, uh, firstly, go follow the P word on Spotify. You just have to type the P word and then David Samuel. The more followers we get, the higher up in the algorithm it'll be. So yes, please go follow us there. And we are waiting to see if he is back. All right. So uh, before your Wi-Fi went up, we would just talk about, um, I was going to talk about his training routine. He would train two, almost three times a day. Who would? Um, Wasim, a goalie that year in Goa. Right. He, I mean, he had a really, really vigorous training routine. And what would you say to, right. to like a, a young footballer, you know, and anybody, what would you say? How many times a week does a footballer do you need to train to be, want to consider going pro? Uh, again, it depends on individual. Right. Depends on how their body reacts to training. So there are some players um, where they would need they would take a lot of time to recover from a training session. Mm. Some might not take that much time, and and so if if you are in a club and if you're being trained well then probably your coach um uh, you know will take care of each train usually what happens is uh coaches prioritize for the whole season these for example if you have a game on sunday right then or say you 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 walked out of a game from Sunday, and then on Monday you have uh, you have recovery training on Tuesday. You have rest day, and then Wednesday you come back. You train Thursday. Maybe um, some recovery training, and then on Friday you have rest day. Saturday there's another training, and Sunday is the game. Mm. So many sessions is that. Including the recovery session, I think one, two, three, four, four training sessions a week. Right. And, and there's also some players that recover really fast. I, I think I'm one of those players that, I mean, I can do legs. I mean, just the other week I did some ridiculous number of squats and the next day I was only sore for a couple of hours, like wouldn't even last the whole day. And that's, that's also just, just metabolism. So that's just squats, right? You did not play football after doing squats. No, no. I mean, there were other exercises so, as well, but yeah. Right. So, the, so that is different, right? Mm. So in, in football, it, you're not just doing squats. There's a lot of movement. Right. You're doing a lot of things, right? 
So that is entirely different from squats. I think, I think you probably, probably would have said something else if you played football regularly, That's because <laughs> on an on an average, a player takes about seventy-two hours to recover. Right. So, so yeah, and that's why clubs do a lot of forced recovery, like you know, Physical ice therapy. baths, massages, and then right. hot water baths, cold water baths. So there are different methods of you know recovery. Right. Is there anything I've missed? in terms of like just indian football in general I, i'm sure you've made a questionnaire there so go through it once yeah i think i've i've struck off mostly everything actually i think ev- yeah i have oh yeah how how important of a role does a coach play in um in a player's normal life in off the football field i think i think we're if not equally responsible to the players but we are in some way responsible about how our players turn out to be not just as players but as humans too right some of the learning happens in the school some of the learning happens at home and then the other the other part of learning happens with us here with coaches so it's not just about the game that we should be educating the players right it should also be about how to make them or how to turn them into a better person yeah. and part of that is um i mean this is being a good person but also being a sportsman on field is um how to lose i mean as a w- as a lose? coach yeah as a coach what's the most ideal way that you would want your player to walk out of a losing situation of a, of a game that they've lost could you repeat that again um as a coach how would you mm-hmm. what's your most ideal way for a uh, your team or a player to walk out of a loss to walk out of loss you shake hands right. you congratulate them and you walk out that's it though like i mean what about after the game would you would you rather they try and forget about it or would you rather they you know think about mistakes and analyze the game and why we lost or you know what absolutely would we would yeah absolutely yeah i think the learning the learning never stops and the only way you can learn is by making mistakes so right. you made a mistake you learn from them and you move on if you could change one thing about um one thing about school football what would you change boy you're asking some tough questions to <laughs> me but <laughs> well maybe not just one thing but what changes would you make to school football see the thing is i have serious problem with not problem but serious problems with our education system mm. and school school does give us 
you know, decent knowledge about things that we should be knowing, but it doesn't give us the knowledge of the life that is outside. Right. The battle of survival. So coming back to the question in terms of football, I don't know, I think I'd give equal time for studies and equal time for football. So dedicated hours for studies, for example, eight to 12 or one for your studies. And then after that, you just train. Right. I mean, uh, football schools do that. And uh, I mean, I've seen a few um, schedules of football schools and those are very similar to what you're saying. Boarding schools specifically because, you know, when the player is staying there, all the time in the world is spent there. So, yep. And oh, I had a question, and I thought it was a good one, and it's just left my head. Take your time. Take your time. Yeah, but I mean, is there anything that you would like to ask me if if you want to turn the tables and and shoot a question towards me? You can go for it. Um. So tell us about something that you find challenging right. in the aspect of you know coaches or 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 the aspect of the relationship between a player and a coach. Hmm. What do you think is the most challenging thing there? I think the um I think sometimes between, I mean, I've been lucky enough to have a lot of good coaches by my side. And so, (laughs) and so (laughs) for me, I think for a lot of people, it would be communication, but that's never been much of a problem for me at all. Um, I mean, you know, being able to express what, what my process would be and what it could be different from, from my coach at that time. I mean, I've been blessed by quite, uh, by quite open-minded coaches that are okay to try and lis- listen and hear me out. But I think generally speaking, I think that's what it would be, communication between players and coaches. Because, I mean, I guess football is an art form, you know, and if and that would make, in some way, that would make the coach an artist. And sometimes you don't want to admit that there's another way to do something besides your method. And it's a, it's, I mean... It's really about getting, uh, getting, kind of getting rid of your ego and being open to someone that knows may that might know less than you in a field, and try to understand what they're saying. But for me, it's been honestly looking back now, I feel like what I wish my coaches had done was make me more competitive. I wish that mm. I mean now, I mean I've. I've been learning about my own brain and I've lear- been learning about my the capabilities of my brain and stuff. And so now I... Are you taking a dig at me? No, not at all. <laughs> 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 oh, my days, again. But, uh, I mean, I've, I've been studying and I've been learning about neuroplasticity and 
that's really that's nice and i've been really been trying to be a more competitive person because i just thought i'm not competitive enough to try and keep doing this so and now i feel like i've unlocked a new level of that but i think if i was 13 and i knew this i i think i'd be i think i i don't know what i i could be doing something different than i am right now you know so i wish that my coaches had made me a little bit more competitive in that you know go get it kind of kind of attitude it's okay dave i mean <laughs> the you learned you learned it now that's more important right well it could have been that when you if you had learned it when you were 13 you might not have understood that that's also like true. how well you understood it now right yeah so it's okay because i consider myself as a late bloomer right i i took a lot of time to understand the game itself right so it's okay uh do you feel like it's important for coaches and students to have a proper relationship outside of the pitch to increase team building who asked that question uh uday um i think so there is a place yeah i mean occasionally maybe watching games together i think all that is okay right but yeah i think like i said after parents school so coaches who are responsible for most of the learning to happen mm-hmm. so yeah i think there is a place for that in football yeah and uh one i think we're slightly running out of time but if you're free we can keep going but how to how for a player how does a player prepare their their i mean how does a player prepare their brains for a game beforehand i mean how what's the mental approach that a player needs to have before stepping onto the field again it's um, it's a subjective question right i think depends from individual to individual but if you are in a if you are in a professional setup and you're playing for a club i think it is expected that you perform and give the best every time you go on to the pitch mm. so i think uh, the best way to look at it is just tune your brain in such a way that you're going out there to give your best right. simple as that so it's a mindset game right. I, i don't believe in this term called as mental because um mindset is still okay but your brain is part of your body right so it shouldn't be considered as a separate entity mm-hmm. so you do what you think here right so you think about good things good actions you think about giving your best right you probably end up doing that i mean i slightly i mean i slightly i don't yeah i guess to some extent i disagree with uh you saying i don't see the mental point of it because as at least as of recently i do um and if you know me then you know that uh i'm 
I'm good at motivating myself and the way I do that is by talking to myself and getting my head in in this in in a zone really and of course you're right when you say that you are linked to your your brain is linked to your body but um I think also I like separating myself from anything else apart from what's happening on the field right then and there yeah so what i said was i don't believe in the terminology of mental i don't like using that word that's it oh okay okay so right well uh is that to kind of summarize uh what would you to kind of summarize this episode what would you like to say in closing to summarize um i'd like to say thanks first of all dave for having me of on your course. show uh, it's really an honor for me to come back and be sorry uh so, yeah uh, go on I, w- i was saying i'm really thankful to you uh it's great to be back here being hosted by one of the players that i coached feels great thanks for giving me this opportunity and um and yeah to summarize the episode i had fun speaking uh if there are any questions that you guys missed or would like to ask me you can always contact dave or you can just dm me on my Yeah Hello? sorry yeah you were saying you can just right. dm you on your instagram right and yeah we can get the conversation starting about football yep and right. oh someone had actually someone had actually asked when um your training would be starting again do you have a answer for that i have no answer for that because i was hoping that we'd start in june mm and now it looks like july but now right. looking at the number of cases that are growing here just be in the august state, we have yeah we have an average of 707 or 700 to 50, 750 cases you know growing every day so it it looks unlikely for a while now let's see but i'd like to know if if you guys are up for it then please give me a message let me know that you're up for it and let's see if we can make arrangements And that has been another episode of the number one podcast in a three-kilometer radius of my current location. Uh, thank you, Coach, for joining me, and thank you, viewers. This shall be on Spotify by tomorrow, hopefully. Um, and yeah, uh, looking forward to the next episode, hopefully soon. Uh, until then, see you guys. Bye bye. See you. Bye bye. Thank you. This was on Insta Live and recorded, yeah. Ooh.